Hello everyone, have coffee with me. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your coffee one sip at a time. Welcome to my third episode. I'm going to talk about my new normal. So finding my new normal after a loss of a child was something I figured out along the way. Being a blogger is my new normal because I would not have blogged about my recovery if I didn't have any stories of hope. So the last few days took my breath away. You know, it's been how many years since my son died? So it's been 21 years. Nothing can ever prepare me whenever triggers of my loved one's memories hit me. I've never really spoken also about the five deaths in my family in a span of one hour. Um, Because I was just talking with someone about loss. There's so many deaths these days because of the pandemic. Truly, the death of my loved ones shifted the whole foundation of my life. Nothing is as it was. So one effect of losing a loved one, especially if the death is sudden, and unexpected is that we become newly aware of the fragility of life. In the early years of my grief journey, I had this frame of mind. If this tragedy can befall me, what next? It made me fearful and almost paranoid. A mom whose daughter was killed in an auto accident tells me she cannot bear to have her other children come home later than she expected. Text me if you're going to be late, even 10 minutes, she tells her. Our security in this world is threatened. Our inner lives are in turmoil. Following the patterns of the day gave me some sense of order so that I will not break apart. I tend to be such a neat freak too. Yet I recognize that these are primal and irrational fears But the loss I have gone through are not rational either. In time, I had energy and courage to cope with the change. Learning to live a new normal is like learning a new language, a new way of seeing. In a way, I entered a new country. Though the terrain looks very much the same and many of the people are the same people, there's a different light over everything. Remember how long it took when you moved into your new home or a new town for it to seem like home? It's the same with a major life change. I had to get used to this new land, this new arrangement of people and relationships. It took time, time to look around, to be surprised, to be brought up short over and over again. An inner tug of protest inside where I finally acknowledged, oh yes, it is different now. This is my new normal. It is a blessing. A mother who lost a child often cry out over insensitive remarks. I have heard it a countless of times. Consider this conversation from a mother who thought a well-meaning friend was insensitive She said, don't they know? Of course, these wonderful, concerned, well-meaning friends don't know. They can only guess how I feel. They haven't personally known. 
thank God. The disbelief, the shock, the anger, the depression that has filled my heart and soul since my child died. They don't know that the words I need to hear are, I know you must be hurting terribly. You had such a good life together. The pain must be awful. You need to express your anger, your frustration. I know it must be hard for you to believe that God is a loving God who will support you through this horrible tragedy. Well, they can't know words aren't necessary. That just being there, holding my hand, crying with me, or listening to me would be much more comforting than words they feel they must say. I don't think they are insensitive. They just don't know how to comfort or are uncomfortable in facing a person who lost a loved one. How do you fare when you come across a bereaved? What do you say? You don't say life should go on. The grief journey is a process, and when a death is just so recent, mourning and moving on is not yet possible. Do not ask them to deny their tears. Allow them to wash their inner wounds and speed the healing of their heart. In time, life goes on. In many ways, grief is cyclical, much the same way the seasons change. Saying life should go on when grief is so fresh is like diminishing the grief of these victims. Not everyone will follow the same journey. I'd like to believe it's like a roller coaster ride. Some move on to their new life without their loved one ahead than others. The bereaved in their own individual ways gradually get better at bearing their loss. Mainly the pain simply softens with the passage of time. Moving on means that we live a new normal, never forgetting the love and memories of our beloved. Moving on says nothing about forgetting our loved one, not missing them or not wishing they were still with us many years after the death. It says we will think and feel differently about having lost him or her. So I want to share to you some words that are not comforting the next time you encounter someone who lost a child or a loved one. Uh, sentence number one, it's a good way to die. Well, don't they know there's no good way for a child to die? Can they understand there's nothing good about his being snatched away from our life? Okay, another sentence, Remember, everything is God's will. Don't they know I can't understand how God could cause me such despair? Don't they understand that I can't accept this as God's will? Another sentence, all things work together for good for those who love God. Well, don't they know I'm not sure I can love God who robbed me of my child? Can't they understand I'm very angry at God who treated me so unfairly? Another example, your child is better off. He's gone to heaven where he will have eternal peace. Well, don't they know I can't be relieved to know he's in heaven when I ache so to have him back? Can't they understand that his death is an injustice? It's not a godsend. 
Okay, this is another one. Count your blessings. Well, don't they know that in this state of mind, I can't in my wildest dreams consider all this pain, this anger, this emptiness, this frustration of blessing? Another sentence. If you look around you, you'll find someone worse off than you. Well, don't they know right now I can't imagine anyone worse off than I am? Think of all your precious memories. Don't they know how much it hurts to live with nothing more than memories? Can they understand that because our love was so great? The pain is more intense. Here, another one. Keep your chin up. Don't they know how hard it is to do that when I really want to cry, to wail, and to scream at the injustice that has been dealt me? And then another example. You must put it all behind you and get on with your life. Don't they know we don't hurt by choice when our children die? I haven't met a bereaved parent yet who wasn't really weary of hurting. Time will heal. Don't they know how time is dragging for me now, that every minute seems like an hour and every hour like a day? Can they understand how frightening, frightening it is to face the rest of my life without my child? If there's anything I can do, let me know. Don't they know they shouldn't wait for me to let them know? Can't they understand that my, numb, my mind is so numb? I can't even think of what needs to be done. Okay, these examples are hap uh, this usually happen right after a child dies, so the grief is really fresh. So these are not the times to say those words. They're not comforting. Well, um, there are times when uh, many months have passed and they're still wallowing in grief. Uh, it's time to really reach out and help a bereaved parent. So... Our wonderful, concerned, well-meaning friends really don't know. They can only imagine how the newly bereaved feel. They haven't personally known the disbelief, the shock, the anger of losing a child or any loved one. Instead of bringing relief, those words just seem to add to the hurt and the grief. There are really no words that will make it all right that someone we love has died. But there are ways that can soothe the hurt, ease the loneliness, and add to the healing. So I'd like to share some of the ways to comfort the bereaved. One, do feel free to touch, to hug, and cry with them if these expressions are appropriate to your relationship. Tell them that you care about their pain and that you're sorry their loved one died. Avoid using, I know how you feel, it's God's plan or God needed another angel. A simple hug can say more than a thousand words. Number two, do allow the grieving friend or relative to express their feelings if they express that need. The pain involved in letting go, the anger, frustration, and guilt are all a part of the normal grieving process leaving them empty and without purpose for a long time. Allow them to tell you how they feel. Don't tell them how you think they should feel. They just need you to listen. You aren't expected to be able to take away the hurt or to have all the answers. 
Be careful of cliches, religious platitudes, or easy answers. Number three, do show your concern. Be there over the months on a regular basis. Allow them to tell you how they feel and listen when they tell you. If you know a certain time of the day is particularly difficult, do try to plan your visits to coincide with that time. Number four, do mention their loved one by name. It is comforting for the bereaved to know that others remember their loved one too. Some people avoid mentioning the loved one's name for fear to remind them of their loss. If tears come, then they needed to cry, and the tears may be tears of gratitude that you have given them the opportunity to share their loved one with you. If you have a good memory of their loved one, do share it. It will make their day. You know, I really love the stories that friends would tell me about my dear Luigi or a family member, my mom or dad or brothers who died. It's really touching. Number five, do know that it is difficult for the newly bereaved to reach out to you for help. When you offer help, be specific. For example, you want to take them out for a ride. Set a time and date. Meet them for coffee. And it's also one reason why I named this podcast Have Coffee With Me because often I would meet parents in a coffee shop and we would have coffee, we would drink coffee. So it's very meaningful to me as a, you know, a parent who lost a child in the past and helping other parents. And then now that I'm a coffee producer, coffee is really a, a, a beverage in my life. So I hope I've been able to give you some tips on comforting a bereaved. It doesn't have to be a loss of a child. You could have lost a friend or, you know, someone who died because of COVID. So please take care and hope you listen to my next episode.